Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today, as always. And I'll give everybody a heads up. You voted and it won the Magnesium Brain Food. One of the most popular products that we have on the website has been a hit seller for years now. As it works so effective, it is on sale as product of the week for over 15% off. Massive sale on it today. I had a lot of requests on it over the last couple of days, emails. People asked me what we were going to do with it. And so I figured we'd do a big sale on it for everybody. Make sure everybody had an opportunity to try it right now since you voted it won by a landslide. So that will be up on the website here within the next hour on sale as product of the week for over 15% off. So be sure to take advantage of that as well along with the 12 days coupon. I keep you posted on that every single day. The eyesight formula, just type in the coupon code 12 days, one, two D A Y S on the eyesight formula, unlimited amount of bottles. You can order for over 10% off as the 12 days coupon continues to go on for the rest of the week, each day changing a different product. So be sure to check that out with the eyesight on sale and also the magnesium brain food on the website at healthmasters.com. And if you need anything, feel free to give us a call at any point in time. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. And first thing I saw, earlier here and this is almost a rolling joke and i had to start off with this because it was just so funny when i when i read it this morning and uh, i actually sent it to a few friends of mine and i said it's it's a study now it says humans are contributing to global warming by breathing oh yeah you heard it right you guys need to stop breathing so much breathing too much air these these peasants need to stop breathing it's just just nonsensical right now you can't be breathing (laughs) The UK study found humans are contributing to global warming by the simple and necessary act of breathing. They said that the nitrous oxide in the air we exhale makes up 0.1% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions, says the UK study. They urge caution and assumption that emissions from humans are negligible. The study conclusion continues. We report only emissions in breath in the study. The flatulence emissions are likely to increase these values significantly, though no literature characterizes these emissions for people in the UK. Assuming that livestock and other animals also exhale emissions, there may be another significant unaccounted for source of H2O emissions in the UK, which would account for more than over 1% of the national scale of emissions. So you guys heard it, okay? You, you got you got to stop breathing. It's just you know it's 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 not okay. You can't can't be breathing air. Can't be driving. Can't be eating. Can't be doing anything. You just got to hold your breath for the rest of your life because apparently us breathing is causing the global warming crisis that's occurring so rapidly right now. And again, the reason why I bring articles like this up, even though it's as stupid as they are, is because this is the level of propaganda that they're actually pushing out there on a regular basis. And there's a reason why. So much rhetoric is being poured out on the general population on a daily basis to continually try to brainwash the masses into believing essentially that we're a problem from being alive. Here's the truth, my friends. We're all made in the image of God Almighty. Do you think God made a big accident when he made human beings? You know, he just made a boo-boo. You know, went, oh, man, I made humans and they're breathing airs. It's going to ruin the earth. I don't know why I possibly did that. It was just, you know, whoopsie. We'll see what happens. No, the entire construct of what they're doing now with this World Economic Forum and these globalist banker boys that are putting out these stupid studies like this on a regular basis, they're trying to make people feel guilty for living, 
for being made in the image of God, for actually breathing air. This is an entire construct that's designed to keep people constantly in a state of fear and essentially an aspect of feeling guilty. This is why they put things out there like the critical race theory where they teach you know, young white children or young black children or young Hispanic children that essentially you're a problem for being born the color that you are. There's not a problem. God doesn't make mistakes. You're all made in the image of God. So nobody comes out there and says, well, you're a problem because you were born this way. It doesn't happen. God never says that. That's completely unbiblical. But again, this is the rhetoric they put out there because this is what they're trying to push and continually confusing the masses, continually making people feel guilty for being alive, and continually making people essentially hate themselves, which is complete and total lie from Satan. So I just want to put that story out there. You guys can read it as silly as it is, but this is how crazy and far-fetched it's starting to get now and trying to force the general population to essentially feel guilty about living. Also, to in other news, New York County has now announced the travel ban catastrophe, introducing a movement pass for essential workers. This is a crazy one. This never happened in New York until after COVID. And what they've done now is New York County announced the launch of a new travel ban initiative where essential workers can apply for an exemption in the event of a state emergency or other catastrophe. Erie County officials also claim exemptions from their new online portal, which be used for employees during winter storms and other emergencies when a driving ban has been declared. The travel exemption portal will define specific categories for workers using a tiered concept to identify who'd be exempt from a travel ban in order to commute to and from their place of employment. The list of essential workers will be reviewed annually, and employers will be asked to provide updates when an essential employee work status changes for any reason that warrants removal from their exemption status. This is nuts. Erie County first imposed a travel ban in 2022 following a winter storm that killed several stranded motorists. And now the executive of Erie County, Mark Plakars, who's an absolute nightmare, by the way, if you guys have looked him up, he vowed to punish citizens who defy the county's impending travel bans. And he says they're not just for major weather events, but also for any type of catastrophe. Under the New York Public Officers Law, no one may travel except personnel deemed essential during this emergency. Essentially, he claimed that law enforcement will hunt you down if you do not comply with these travel bans. This again goes right back to exactly what they got people conditioned to during COVID. There's never at any point in time been a national, a national push to prevent people from being able to travel nationally, except during COVID. That has never happened. You've had places in certain states like catastrophe, weather, this or that, state of emergency. Those things have occurred. But there was never a national push to prevent people from being able to leave their house freely. And this uh, Mark guy that basically is running this whole program, he also was the one who was imposing mask mandates all the way into mid-2022, creating a hotline for residents as well to snitch on their neighbors if they didn't adhere to COVID protocols. You remember the drama you saw in New York and other states? We had law enforcement showing up to people's houses, and they said, oh, you have more than eight people at a birthday party for your son. Uh, you're going to have to disperse immediately. This is an unlawful gathering. You cannot gather here with your children. This is a COVID emergency. We're going to arrest you if you do not disperse. This is the kind of nonsense that they're continually pushing, and as long as people comply, they're going to keep pushing, my friends. And so, again, be aware of this. Understand what's going on, and understand some of these states are going completely tyrannical now after they got a little taste 
of that tyranny that they got during COVID, they do not want to let it go. And they want to come up with any excuse possible to try to push their agenda on a regular basis in order to have more control of the population. Because remember, this is not new right now in the United States. This is not new back 100 years ago. This is not new going back to Britain. This is not new going back to Rome. It's not new going back to the ancient China. China. This is continual throughout history. You always have a group of individuals that love to control and suppress other people. And once they get into power, there's no boundaries. They have complete and total autonomy to do whatever they want as they continue to vote themselves or mandate their own laws in place that have to be followed. So always remember that this is not a new concept. There's nothing new under the sun. The only difference is we're here right now at this point in time in history, and we've got to decide if we're going to comply with it or if we're going to stand up and hold our convictions. That's my take on it. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Oz. Well, I'm going to basically stand my ground. I'm going to hold my convictions. Is what I'm going to do. And they're not going to impose travel bans or anything else on me as far as I'm concerned unless they start, you know, you know, posting people at your front door, you know, with machine guns and saying you can't leave the house. I mean, that, that's that'd be kind of a hard thing to get get around. But the crazy part about this is that people are going to sit here and continue just to take it and take it and take it. And listen, I, I, I remember I told you guys when I, I used to fly all the time and used to do a bunch of training and right in the middle of COVID. And I remember my uh, my 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 pilot that I was using, my my trainer, he would basically ride with me over to the Lakeland Airport and the Polk Parkway, which is a corridor that cuts right through the middle of Polk County, which is usually packed. It was always empty. You know, the toll booths were all closed. You could just fly through those, fly through the road. It was nice. It was like, it's like, you know, I had a private little road that I'd paid for every day when I went to fly. And so, you know, I, I just ignored it all. And he would, he ignored it all. And I, and neither one of us would wear masks. I mean, he, he wasn't vaccinated. I wasn't vaccinated. And it was like, we talked and we joked about it. I said, this is great as far as my travel standpoint. But the reality is, is I can't believe the tyranny has enveloped us like this. And that, then that's that's what they're going to do as far as they want to do that in New York. They're going to say, well, you can do it, and you can do this, and you can you can drive. But, but now, but now we've got a uh, we got a we got an issue here. I don't really cover this stuff because of Trump. But I want to cover this. This um, the U.S. Uh, state now, Colorado has banned Trump from the ballot. And this is not good. Colorado judge claims the former president was responsible for an insurrection. Well, it really wasn't an insurrection. It was a protest, and it really wasn't a riot. It was a protest. And had it not been for all the FBI informants and all the FBI provocateurs, there probably wouldn't have been anything as far as entering the Capitol. The Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday that the former U.S. – the Colorado Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday that the former U.S. president cannot be on the primary ballot in that state. The Republican frontrunner has vowed to appeal. The case was brought by Democratic activists arguing that Trump was disqualified from running for the White House again because he had engaged in insurrection against the United States government citing a section of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which was passed during the Civil War. This is one of Lincoln's little things again. In 1865, Democrats had used the term insurrection to describe the January 6th riot. It wasn't a riot at the U.S. Capitol, although no one, including Trump, has been charged with anything, any particular crime. Four Colorado Supreme, unbelievable, hardcore leftists, all Democrats, argued that Trump was not eligible to be on the primary ballot in the state, but stayed their ruling until January the 4th, 2024, Pending appeals, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, reacting to the ruling Trump campaign called the decision completely flawed and product of a Soros-funded left-wing scheme to interfere in an election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden, according to the spokesperson Stephen Chinung. Democratic Party leaders are a state of paranoia after the growing dominant lead President Trump has amassed in the polls. 
they have lost faith in the failed Biden presidency and are now doing everything they can to stop the American voters from throwing them out of office next November. The Trump campaign will appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court and has full confidence that it will be quickly ruled in, in their, their favor and finally put an end to these un-American lawsuits. The January 6th protests followed Trump's claims at the 2020 president election, which saw the widespread use of mail-in ballots and resulted in Democratic Joe Biden getting the most votes ever in U.S. history was rigged and marred by irregularities. Ever since then, Democrats have sought to disqualify the 45th president from running for office again. To that effect, multiple activist groups have filed legal challenges in several U.S. states, citing the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment. It says that a person cannot run for elected office if they have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. Constitution after taking an oath to support it and was specifically created to prevent the defeated Confederates returning to elected office after the 1861-65 conflict over succession of slavery. Now, I'm going to stop for a second and discuss this. This was a civil war. In the United States, the states that came back in, you know, we had the, the post-construction up to the Civil War, and they had the rebuilding of the states in which the carpetbaggers came down from the northern states and basically seized the plantations and seized the assets of the people of the south who could not pay their taxes any longer because they were completely and totally financially devastated from the war. You know, this was all funded through the Rothschild banking cartel, the seizing of large amounts of tracts of land in the southeastern United States and throughout the entire southern United States. This was done specifically because they did not want the southern states to basically leave the, leave the Union again, though nothing in the Constitution that had originally been formed in the 1700s said that they couldn't leave the United States. It's like Austin said the other day. It was a loosely grouped that of countries, individual states were, that had their own state governments, their own state constitutions, their own state Supreme Courts, as we've seen in Colorado now, that were that would come together in the event the United States as a whole was attacked by a foreign entity. That's all it was. And so the government, Lincoln was a hardcore communist, I've told you that, good friends with Karl Marx. His wife was a doggone Satanist. She did seances in the White House. She's a complete and total weirdo, nutbag, probably a Kabbalist on top of everything else. And Lincoln basically was going to follow the leading of these groups of people that were going to go ahead and force the United States into compliance into their one world order. This all started way back when. Well, John Wilkes Booth. He was an agent of the Rothschild banking cartel, but Lincoln at the end did not want to use the Rothschild money system because Biddle had been kicked out by Andrew Jackson. And so because he did not do what they wanted him to do, and he issued greenbacks, they ended up having him taken out. This whole thing with the Confederacy and the Civil War was a complete and total lie as far as the historical accuracy of the, of the, of the, of the textbooks. It was like Paul Craig Roberts said the other day when we talked about this in depth. This is going down the memory hole now. And a lot of these books in these libraries are just simply disappearing. They're being filed away under who knows what and being either discarded or put into a giant warehouse in a crate. And everything's gone digital now, and they're only keeping the stuff in the digital memory that we can do and access on the Internet that they have said is okay, which coincides with their skewed vision of history. Same thing happened with World War II and World War I. All of this stuff just goes down to the collective memory hole. And the biggest problem is most schools now, they don't even teach history you know, prior to like 1890. I mean, it's crazy. They don't even talk about, you know, the the, the, the Puritans and the, and, the, and the people that came over here initially and all the people who wanted to have freedom of religion that came over on the Mayflower and all the rest of the stuff. None of that's addressed anymore. Nobody understands how the country was founded, how the country developed and how the country left England, you know, in 1776. They don't talk about that because it's basically not supposed to be talked about because it teaches the patriotism of the United States and it teaches why we are who we are. 
the United States Constitution and, you know, Colorado, again, this 14th Amendment thing is being pushed again. We've talked about it in depth, but I want to co- I just want to cover that for just a second and let you guys realize that this, this is what's going on. Now, let's go back to what's going on over in Gaza and the north and south. Israel is, again, attacking hospitals in Gaza's north and south. This is sad. You know, uh, I don't know what to say about this. Areas of southern Gaza are being hit after hundreds of thousands fled from the north into those areas with human rights groups affirming that there are, is no safe place in the entirety of the territory. In recent days, Israeli forces have attacked a Catholic church complex in Gaza City, executed three captives who were seeking safety, and stormed hospitals in both the north and south of the territory. Israeli forces shot and killed two women. We talked about this yesterday, a mother and daughter, inside the most holy family parish complex in Gaza, where the majority of the Christian families have taken refuge since the start of the war. The women, identified as Nadia and Samara Aten, were shot in cold blood inside the premises of the parish, where there were no belligerents, the patriarch added. An Israeli tank also, you know, crew, fired at a convent in the church compound. The attack displaced 54 people with disabilities who are now without access to respirators that some of them, that some of them need to survive. During the weekly blessing, Pope Francis condemned the attack as terrorism. Well, I'm surprised that Pope Francis actually got one right on this. Also, in Saturdays, on Saturday, the Israeli forces hit the YMCA building in Gaza cities, reporting killing six Palestinians and injuring many others. The UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs said around 250 internally displaced people were sheltering in the facility at the time. Now, there's 18,800 people killed now in Gaza, supposedly, 8,000 missing. These are numbers that are being estimated because of the rubble. They can't find the bodies. And, and the sad part about it, again, is we have to ask ourselves a question. When will the Christian Zionists say, okay, why don't we not support this anymore because they're killing Christians also? And sadly, because of the brainwashing of the Schofield Reference Bible, that's not going to happen whatsoever. It's simply not going to happen. And, and, it, and it saddens me because there's no reason for any of this stuff to happen. Paul Craig Roberts came out with another article, which is interesting. I like to quote him on some of these things that he does. And he says, color privilege, the return of racial discrimination. And I'm going to read just part of this. It says, does the U.S., is any large U.S. city any longer have a white male mayor? Boston mayor is an Asian female, Michelle Wu. She recently held a racially segregated holiday party for Boston officials that excluded white officials. And she justified it as carving out spaces for the people of color. When white people allegedly did that, it was called racism, and it's illegal for white people to have their own spaces. Now, I'm going to, you know, is it illegal for white people to have their own spaces? I'm going I'm to read this again. She recently held, this is Michelle Wu. She's Boston's mayor. She's Asian. She held a racially segregated holiday party for Boston officials that excluded white officials, and she justified it as carving out spaces for people of color. Now, can you imagine the flogging? That any of us would take, you know, on online the metaphorical flogging, or you know, perhaps even maybe maybe it may actually be beaten up, if we decided that we were going to have a party for just white people at our office complex, and blacks and Asians weren't invited and Hispanics weren't invited, what is wrong with these people? Why do they think any part of this racial discrimination is okay, and why do they hate white people so much? Paul goes on to say, but as federal courts have accepted racial discrimination against white people for more than half a century, people of color now have squatters' rights to discriminate against white people. It's like having the black Miss America pageant. What if we have the white Miss America pageant? We've talked about that. (laughs) This is how Boston's mayor racial discrimination against white people is described. It is not all divisive. 
is creating spaces for people and communities and identities with shared experiences to come together, said Lojun, a Boston City Councilor at large. We are still breaking barriers, and it's so important for us to carve out and create that space. White people, unlike blacks, are not allowed to have their racially segregated dorms and universities or in their white neighborhoods and country clubs. Boys can't have Boy Scouts, which has to include girls, but girls can have Girl Scouts without boys. White public officials cannot have white-only polity parties. So what is the white privilege and male privilege we hear so much about? He goes on to say, do white people understand that racial discrimination against them is institutionalized? Do they understand that their country has been stolen from them just as the Zionists have stolen Palestine from the Palestinians? Do white people realize that they have already been replaced? Look for white Gentiles in corporate ads. Look for CEO offices, important positions in the Biden regime and films. Look for white role models and positive depictions of white people. White people are everywhere set aside. Corporations in the Pentagon have set them aside in hiring and promotion. Universities have preferences for people of color. So how do whites have privilege? A second white person explains about the second class citizenship. The white woke brainwashed indoctrinated morons scream white rage. How is that? people of color with the privilege that are permitted rage. They can burn and loot cities, have criminal charges dropped, and engage in bad behavior because they are color privileged, but it is impermissible for white Gentiles to complain about their demonization and the racial discrimination that they suffer regardless of the protection of the U.S. Constitution. White Gentile Americans have been so deracinated that it's not clear they no longer exist. Now, you know, I want to stop for a second and talk about this. I've talked about it in depth before, and I'm just going to make another comment about it here this morning. When we have open discrimination against any subgroup, whether they're whites or blacks or Hispanics or Asians, that's not beneficial to the society as a whole. It teaches the young children at a very, very young age to discriminate against people of certain color. You know, the South did this very badly, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s. It's sad to me. I mean, they used to have white water fountains and colored water fountains and black laundries and white laundries and all these different things here in the South. You know, blacks weren't allowed to be associated with, you know, with whites. It was it was the never ending discrimination against a sect of black people, which is absolutely atrocious and unconscionable. They did that. But it, it was done here in the South. And I understand, you know, by seeing this and reading the history books of all this, that this is unacceptable. But now it's been turned against the white people. And people say, well, it's okay because they oppressed all these people. No, they didn't. Whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Not every white person owned a slave, period. That never happened. Right? There were a lot of black people owned slaves. That happened. There were a lot of different other subgroups that owned slaves. That happened. And when Lincoln freed the slaves in the, in the South, he never freed the slaves in the North. And he promised in his inaugural address that he's going to keep the institution of slavery alive in the South. We talked about that the other day. All of this stuff is being used as race baiting now to cause division. That's the point I want to make again this morning. If they can destroy the relationships between blacks and whites and Hispanics and whites and Asians and whites and everybody hates whites, then what ends up happening is they no longer have any respect for white people and the white people themselves will eventually go down into the ash hole, the ash heap of history because they will no longer be here because we'll have a mestizo race and everybody will be a person of just mixed origins. You think, well, what's wrong with that? Okay, let's let's step it back again. You know, it was the black Christian church that held the black culture together. It was the black family that held the black culture together after slavery in both the North and the South. 
And when they started the entitlement programs with Lyndon Johnson and they started giving away free money to everybody who wanted to have children who weren't married, what ended up happening is it started causing a major problem in black communities and in white communities now in which people didn't even know who their daddies are. That's, again, this goes back to Cloward and Piven. This goes back straight back to the Frankfurt School. This goes right back to communism. This goes right back to cultural Marxism. And when you take everybody and make them a single race and no longer have and they, they no longer have pride in who they were, who their forefathers were, who their ancestors were or anything else. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic or Latino or whatever. It doesn't make a difference. OK, if you destroy all of that culture, you basically destroy the individual's ability to stand firm for the culture they were from. And when they do that, they create a group of people that are going to go along to get along with everything out there to allow themselves to be ruled by the Antichrist. That's what this is all about. You got to go back to the origins of why they're doing this. Because if you say, I'm a white Southerner and I don't like this, I'm a black patriot, I don't like this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and you basically allow yourself to be aligned with the patriot movement, suddenly you're a bad person now. Look what they did on January the 6th. You know, also, I went to that one magazine and that one store, and they had the big double-page spread on the horrible events that happened in the last you know, 100 years. And this thing got double-page, full-color spread about the insurrection of the rioting of January the 6th that was done and brought to us by our own government and by the insurrectionists inside of our government who are controlled by the Luciferian Kabbalah synagogue of Satan, period. That's who did all this. It's always the same people. And once we understand that, it makes more sense. So should I take pride that my parents were German? Yes. Should you take your pride, take pride that your parents were from Africa? Yes. Should you take pride that your parents were from, you know, from South you know, America or Central America? Yes. We should all take pride in who we are and who God made us because we're all made in God's image, period. But we have different cultures, and those cultures need to be remain, remain intact, but we need to coalesce into a whole in order to promote the Republic of the United States of America and to promote the government for, for the people, by the people, for a free country like we have here. That's why it was so important 100 years ago when people were coming into the United States that they would learn how to speak English. Yeah, here we go. Learn how to speak English. And they would learn what our Constitution said. And they would understand what it was to be a citizen of the United States of America. We don't do that anymore. We just drag these people across the border and they're in Mexico and, and Texas and everywhere else. And we basically say to them, oh, by the way, you can be here and we're going to give you a free cell phone, give you free housing, give you free money every month. Forget about assimilation. And what that does, that causes massive division. So like I told you the other day, I've got a friend of mine who is from you know, lived 17 years in Paris. And she said Paris is no longer Paris. Europe is no longer Europe. It's going to be a Muslim country, Muslim France and Germany within the next 10 to 15 years. And sadly, when that happens, the culture that we have as white Christians or black Christians or Hispanic Christians or anybody who believes in Jesus starts to be destroyed. It happens all the time. And again, this is an all-out attack on Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. This is attack against Christianity. That's what this is. It's an attack to bring us under a one-world government, under a Luciferian state. That's what they want. Under their God, they call Einsoff. And that's the group that runs it all. That's the one that's attacking Gaza. That's the one that runs the world money supply. That's the one that has almost all the major CEOs now in the entire country and the world basically as part of that. You know, we used to have, you know, Stock Zoa used to be able to go in and tell you who owned all these different corporations. That website's completely taken down now. I tried to pull up some ownership of stocks yesterday. It's down. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. You know, you know bad pathway, bad pattern. It doesn't show you anymore because we were on this show reading you what they said is who were the primary owners, uh, being BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, owned by the Bloodline families and the Kabbalists. And all of a sudden, they don't want us talking about that anymore. 
personally, I think it was this show that did that because we're the ones who push that all the time. And so all of us need to understand that we've got to stand our own ground. When it says in the, in the book of Ephesians that we have to put on the full armor of God and we have to stand our ground, we have to draw that line in the sand, and we have to stand, it means that because this is an all-out onslaught against us as Christians. Don't pretend like it's not. That's what Christian Zionism was all about. That's why they came in and did what they did with Palestine. And that's why this group of people continue to think that they can do anything they want to do and not be held accountable for it. Remember to read between the lines and look back at history and find out who did it, why they did it, and what their purpose was. And it'll all start making sense to you. But you look at just the mainstream news, you're like, oh, wow, this is awful. No, no, no. This is contrived. This is orchestrated. You're looking at the machinations when you listen to this show of the background of who did it, why they did it, and the end result of what they want. That's who runs the planet. Always remember that. And remember that we have to stand firm in Jesus all the days of our life. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? No, you're spot on as far as reading between the lines. And it's funny you said that because, you know, we talk about that all the time on this show and in you know, personal conversations is that, you know, you listen to what somebody says. They'll tell you what their intentions are. You listen to what they constantly bring up, and they talk about like this whole thing in New York. We're talking about having this, you know, oh, if you're a central worker, we're going to give you a, a pass now in an emergency or catastrophe. You're allowed to travel to and from. We'll, we'll give you that. That entire concept is about bringing in the ideology that you are a peasant. You do not have the right to live freely. You have to get permission to do something as simple as leaving your house. That is the concept that they're telling you, not, oh, it's safe if it's an essential you know, worker and it's you know, an emergency. We're, we're doing it for your protection. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with your protection. If they cared about your safety and protection, they would have pulled 50-plus additives off the food market that are causing cancer. They would have pulled hundreds of pharmaceutical drugs off the market because there's so many side effects. They would have already yanked the COVID shot off, which has been directly linked now to pericarditis and myocarditis and a whole slew of other health problems. This is directly shown now via the VAERS website. If they cared about your safety, if they cared about your health, their actions would speak so. So then you got to ask the million-dollar question. Why are you listening to people that are telling you to do things that are not for the best of your ability, that are not the best interest of you? Why are you going along with what people are saying if you know for a fact that their overall intent is to negatively harm you? The answer is you shouldn't. You should do your own research. You should understand what's happening. I saw an article here earlier. Dad was talking about January 6th. This is non-stopping with January 6th. Just when I think – it is slowed down. It's slowed down, and it's, we're, we're starting to come to an end of this complete and total totalitarian nightmare FBI Gestapo regime that will not stop. I read an article like this. U.S. Attorney General's Office from District of Columbia made an announcement on Monday charging Barbara Balzmati, 23 years old, from Central Florida, was arrested with a warrant on December 14th, according to the attorney's office. And was basically brought in to D.C., extradited. She's brought out of Florida, out of central Florida, drug up to D.C. now because she's being charged with felony offense of obstructing an official proceeding and misdemeanor offense of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. 
This entire show is being completely and totally orchestrated by the most corrupt alphabet agency that we have in this government, known as the FBI. You have the ATF, you have the DEA, all these alphabet agents. I don't care about a single thing anybody says positive about them. We have now been shown time and time again that these agencies are rogue. There is nothing left good in them. There's no, I don't – oh, well, there may be a person there. They do good things. I don't care. Don't care. As far as I'm concerned, if you still actively work for the ATF or the FBI, you are doing the due diligence of a rogue government, period. People go, so that's harsh, Austin. Don't care. That's the truth. When you know you have an agency like this that has been going after innocent civilians for the last three years now, charging them with felonies, hitting their house with a front door battering ram at 4 a.m. with 20 FBI agents to drag them out of their house because you're charging them with entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds three years ago, and you're telling me that agency – is there to serve and protect the, the Constitution, the population? You kidding me right now? Twenty-three-year-old girl. You know. You know. Here, here's the, here's the entire criminal write-up on her. The criminal write-up. Basmati and other individuals walked up the stairs to the Upper West Terrace of the Capitol, according to the office, and alleged that she entered the Capitol building at 2:16 p.m. For four minutes, she made her way through the rotunda and took photographs. The attorney's office proudly added that more than 1,230 individuals have now been charged in the aftermath of the January 6th insurrection. I can't even, I can't even read any more of this. This, this. this is so insulting to a constitution, to the population, to the republic. It's embarrassing. I mean it really is. 23 years old. Dude, she was 20. She was 20 when she went up to the Capitol. 20 years old when she went up there. Walked up the stairs, walked through the rotunda, and took photographs. She got felony charged now. Got straight drug out of her house by the FBI in Central Florida. What what are we doing, guys? Really, I mean, what what are we doing? Is is this something that is going to become the norm now? People that protest a completely and totally stolen election that was completely fraudulent. 81 million votes, complete and total lie. They've already shown in numerous counties, in numerous states, this entire thing was fraudulent. With bumbling buffoon Biden, couldn't get more than 10 people to a rally. People showed up at the Capitol and said, no, no more. The entire thing was a setup. The FBI knew exactly what they were doing. That's why they've said now there's been at least over 50, 50 at minimum, 50 FBI agents that were basically undercover there at the Capitol on January 6th. And this is just ongoing. It's not going to stop, guys. This is going to, you're going to, you watch and see, you're going to see people that randomly get arrested in 2024, 2025, 2026. It's not going to stop. When you have a rogue government, this is not ending. And so the question, I guess everybody's got to start asking themselves is, is how far are people willing to hold their convictions on this? I mean, where, where, where's the line drawn? I'm asking that question just figuratively. Where's the line drawn with this? How far do we keep allowing this to happen? I read this article this morning, and I just shook my head. 23-year-old girl, Central Florida. I mean, was up in the Capitol, you know, she's like 20 years old. Just turned 21. Straight drug out of her house by the FBI for interfering, you know, with a, an election official proceeding. Really? Yeah, this stinking Democrat loser, this doggone congressman, walk up to the to the to the fire pole and basically pulled the fire alarm because he wanted to stop a, a, a vote. There was nothing, nothing to see here. You don't hear anybody talking about that. That just just went under the rug. You've got 
bumbling buffoons Biden's son who's directly involved in all types of money laundering, tax evasion, gun charges. Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to testify. I'm not going to do anything. I'll do whatever I want. My dad, my my daddy's the president. I do what I want. But yet you're dragging people out of their houses at 4 a.m. in Florida to drag them back up to D.C. to charge them with basically uh, obstruction of official proceeding. You guys, make your own make your own resolve on this and figure out how far we're going to let this go. This is my stance on it. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. A world's first fully autonomous AI-powered restaurant now opens in California. Not surprising, California, and it utilizes facial recognition to pay. Going to say here, Pasadena, California, has launched its first fully autonomous restaurant, controlled and operated by robots to prepare and serve the food. The eatery is called Cali Express by Flippy, which is derived from a partnership with Cali Group. Essentially, they're using MISO Robotics, and they use—I mean, every, everything's robots. Everything's robots in the entire restaurant. And what's crazy about this? It's fully autonomous. And you go in and you can actually set it up so you simply just walk into a kiosk, it scans your face where you have your account set up, it charges your account that's linked to it, and then essentially your food's brought out very shortly. You just walk over the counter and it's brought out by this like robot set on a tray and you go and grab it. I mean, it's I mean, are we, are we, are we just we just forget about the movie Terminator, Terminator Two, which is gonna start allowing AI I robotics to start running everything. I mean, where, where's the next step with this? I thought I would ask. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I told you guys the other day that movie came out. My buddy saw and he was talking about how they blatantly show you in the movie that all the Tesla cars get hacked. And they're basically autonomously driven into off ramps so people can't get off the interstate. And everybody's blocked in and boxed in. I mean, they're telling you what they're going to do with these things. They're, I mean, yeah, sci-fi picture, movie, art. No, guys. They're letting everybody know what they're doing with this AI and this autonomous structure that they're building with the Internet of Things. That's why I've said repeatedly, repeatedly, keep this crap out of your house if you if you really value your privacy. Don't be putting smart devices and all these smart cameras and smart microphones and especially, of all things, smart toys. You know, these, these AI toys with this facial recognition software that they're building in them. I did a whole detailed article on that a couple weeks ago talking about how these toys are basically being given to these children now, and they're all being hacked. They're recording children's faces. They're recording their location. They're recording their voice. They're recording their behavior. They're recording their likes. They're dataloging all of it. It's stored on a third-party server. you got hackers that are going in and basically just, just grabbing all the data off. So they know where the child is, what their name, what they like, what they look like, what they sound like, what they do, where they're at at all times. And nobody seems to think that that's a security problem for a three, four, five, six-year-old. <laughs> okay, newsflash. There's some really bad people out there that like to do really bad things to other children, to children. Bad people, sadistic people. They belong in a wood chipper. These people are sick. Why in the world, if you knew there was even a remote chance your child's privacy and safety could even be remotely compromised by a simple toy, why would you ever allow them to have it in the house and be exposed to it, period? I'm asking that question. If you knew there was even a slight chance it could compromise their safety, why would you put it in the house? The answer is most people wouldn't, but yet a lot of people don't want to do their own research. So again, my friends, do research on what you're buying, what you're supporting, where you're going, what you're doing. 
All these things are factors and continually to support the companies and businesses that are standing up for the truth and are standing up for what's actually positive in this country right now because there's not a lot of us left. And the sad part about it is so many people become so complacent now with just blindly supporting anything instead of actually supporting and promoting truth and freedom. And that's a real issue we have now, my friends. So continue to encourage others to do the same. And I thank you again for supporting Health Masters and making us your number one stop for all your health needs. We can continue to get the truth out there every single day. What do you think, Tim? You know, often when all else fails, you know, you got to protect the children. You have to. Yep. Uh, no, no matter what, you've got to protect your children. And, you know, that goes right back to the same question I used to ask the people in these big, giant, you know, 30, 40,000 people in an event seminars that I would do. I would ask them, why would you put a child on a class two drug in the same category with morphine, you know, which is Ritalin, you know, basically before you try a dietary change, to get rid of the red dyes and the blue dyes and the high fructose corn syrup and all the rest of the stuff that affects these kids so much when they're being affected with ADD or ADHD or learning disabilities. I mean, why would you put them on a drug in the same category with morphine? I mean, why would you put them on methylphenidate? I mean, why would you do that? Why would you put them on a product that was like, you know, like cocaine or meth, you know, or meth? Why would you do all that, you know, before you try a dietary change? But a lot of people, and I hate to say this, they, they just they never really thought about that because they would go to their doctor and their doctor would say, this child has to be on a Ritalin or Adderall. You don't have a choice or whatever. They make you, they act like you don't have a choice. Let me say something to you real quick. You go to a medical personnel, to a doctor, and they tell you you don't have a choice. You always have a choice. Now, if you pick the wrong doctor, they may turn you into the Department of Family Services. I'm you know that right now. They may say, oh, this person's not taking care of their child, and they may be one of those little weasels, little pointy little noses, and they're looking down their glasses at you, and they're trying to analyze you to find out what type of psychiatric problem that you have that you want to take care of your kids properly. There, there, there are those guys out there too. So be careful on which professionals you go to, especially when it comes to psychologists and psychiatrists and all the rest of that, because they'll turn you in. I'm letting you know that. They'll straight turn you in for doing nothing. And so you run into a situation where you got to be really, really careful. So be careful on who your inner circle is. Be careful on who you discuss stuff with. Just, you know, be careful. As I have told you guys, you know, a few years ago with January the 6th, you know, Jeff Rents, he basically told me, you know, on his show one night after the show, he said, do not under any circumstances go to January the 6th. He says, don't do it. He says, quite frankly, he says, Ted, they're going to, you're not going to leave there. You'll be arrested. And boy, was he right. Because, I mean, we decided just not to go. We canceled everything. We had the, we had the plans all set up. In fact, I was, I was actually – I actually hired a plane, a pilot, to fly my plane up there because I don't want to get involved with all the crazy, you know, airspace around D.C. And this guy was really familiar with it. And we were going to fly up to D.C. in my plane, basically land at a private airport up there close. We already had the hotel set up and everything else. And we were going to just have some fun and just go up there and see what was going on. And I realized very quickly, the Holy Spirit said, you know, don't do this. Don't go up there. I had a real bad leading. You had that small, still voice we talk about. You know, it was, don't do this. And I told Austin, we're not going to do it. Look at this mess. This girl's 23 years old. Well, this, 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 this January 6th thing was three, four years ago now. I mean, what was she, 19, 18 years old when all this happened? I mean, what the heck? It's a kid. And now she's being arrested and hauled up to D.C. And now she'll probably get, you know, jail time. And like Austin said, this is an ending. They're still going through the list of people that attended there so they can find more and more people to make examples out of. And it's sad. I remember that one guy a few years ago, I'm not going to mention his name, you know, he was talking about the fallacy of evolution and all the other things that, you know, that they were teaching in schools. And he was going around and he was doing all these seminars all over the country and he got a huge Internet presence. And suddenly he gets arrested. Oh, yeah. 
he gets, you know, I think he was doing some type of structuring or something as far as deposits. I don't know what he was doing. I don't care. But the reality is he ended up in prison. And very quickly, you know, he came out of prison and he's marching to a different beat now. You don't hear about him at all anymore because people just, you know, once they go through that grinder, they don't want to be involved with it anymore. They realize that they've done their part, I guess, and they don't want to be part of it anymore. And they don't want to be caught up in the legal system, the grinding, the machinations behind the scene, all the rest of it. Another story here that came from Breitbart this morning, and this is interesting because now they've got to get the pets, the pet people in here. Because you know, we've we've talked about this in detail. Don't get me wrong; I love dogs, and outside cats are fine. Just let you know that you know they're good for catching rats and mice, etc. You know, but the reality is, is that there are people out there that look at dogs and cats as human beings. That's why you'll see these infomercials and these TV shows and all the stuff about giving money to certain organizations that help promote, you know, healthy animals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they show all these animals that are being abused and they tug on the heartstrings of the people who have dogs that they think are their children or cats that they think they're, they're their children. And they have this unhealthy relationship with these animals that they really believe that these animals are their kids. And you think, well, people don't like that. Yeah, they are. I, I'm, yeah, they are. Uh, some of them, not all of them. Especially if they've got toxoplasmosis or toxo, you know, if they have that particular type of parasite that causes that, that it's caused by toxoplasmi. And so they, 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 they become, it's an unhealthy relationship. You see them pushing their dog in a baby stroller, and the dog is dressed like an infant, has a little bow in its hair, wearing little baby clothes. And the dog looks unbelievably embarrassed that it's having to go through this. <laughs> Just so I mentioned that. And, and you're looking at this stuff and you go, wow. And invariably, a lot of these women and men, they haven't had children or their children are gone. And they're looking at these animals as their as their as their progeny, their offspring. And so this is an interesting article. It says and it's, and it's directly targeting those people. The IDF dog reached hostages, but was shot by Hamas. Audio only found later. So now they're saying, well, here we go. We've got a group of people now that are going to say this poor dog got shot trying to find people that were basically lost a dog sent by Israeli defense forces into the lair of the Hamas territory during a firefight last week recorded audio of three Israeli saw college hostages calling for help. And the dog's media feed was only reviewed Monday, three days after the hostages were killed. And, uh, you know, and so the sad part about this is, is that they're learning now that if you use animals with a lot of people and this dog was killed by the Hamas gunman, you know, the crazy part about then you start to understand that this is not some kind of game they're playing. They're now going directly after the people that are big animal patriots. And don't get me wrong. I love dogs. I I really like German shepherds. I really do. I like smart animals. I like big dogs that are smart. And I like little dogs. Okay. As long as they don't yap all the time that are smart. But But the truth is this. These animals are not your children. And these animals are trained guard dogs. They're trained soldier type dogs. And they understand as far as when they train them that these dogs are going to be put in the harm's way when they bring this into the Breitbart story now. Oh, they, those horrible Hamas people, they're killing animals now. You know, it's not enough throwing the children off the ventilators. It's not enough, you know, doing what they do. They have to bring this into it. So all of this stuff is designed specifically to go after specific people in special, super, in special groups. That's what it's for. By the way, the Pope Francis has now published norms for clergy to bless homosexual couples for those guys that are Catholics and wondering what they're going to do about all that mess. You know, and, and then there's another interesting, ar- interesting article, and it says uh, the lying wonders of the end times, why society is running headlong towards spiritism and sorcery. Okay, this is a good article. I'm going to post it. False prophets. 
and psychics and mediums and soothsayers, the rise of these things in our world today is a sign of the times. You know, in, in the Olivia Discord, Jesus said, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Matthew 24, 11 through 12. The Bible says there will be an increase in false prophets, frauds and fakes who claim to have knowledge of the future. We see this today in the surgeon society and magic arts and psychics and witchcraft. In the New Testament, we find the word pharmakia, in which we get our English word for pharmacy. The word pharmakia refers to sorcery, magic, or spells, and is often translated that way. The word was also used in ancient Greek for poisoning people with the use of potions, charms, drugs, or mood-altering substances. Pharmakia is used twice in the book of Revelation. It is used in Revelation 9.21 during the trumpet judgments. Neither repented they of the murders, nor of their sorceries, pharmakia, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Now, to me, he goes on to say this article, that's interesting. What is in our world today dominated by? What is our world dominated by? The murder rate and thefts are rising dramatically, sexual immorality dramatically. In Revelation 18.23, speaking of Babylon, the great end-time city system dominated by the Antichrist says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of earth, for by their sorceries, pharmakia the drugs, where all nations deceived. And this is what's happening everywhere with these Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan people who are going out and owning these drug companies and pushing pharmakia to everybody as far as the drugs that are being used to basically subvert the people of this world and create an illusion to them. Let's see if I can explain that. When you put a person in an altered mental state because they're on a tricyclic antidepressant or they're basically taking a benzodiazepine or they're taking a serotonin reuptake inhibitor and they start having a different concept of what reality is, it changes their concept of what God is, who God is, and what the world is by chemical means. And this is what they're talking about here. They have gotten people now so drugged down with fluoride that their IQ scores have plummeted, they've lost their reasoning skills, and they will inject themselves with an mRNA vaccine, which has been shown to cause all types of problems and continue to believe the lie, even though they can read the research, but they won't see the research because they've been drugged into a stupor. It's the same group of people that drug these people in these different wars with different chemicals and drugs, and so they would stand in front of a ditch and allow themselves to be machine-gunned. These people who are being machine gunned in these videos that you watch and falling into the ditch and the next group walks up behind them and gets machine gunned, you know, the Russians did it, some of the Nazis did it, some of the Americans did it. All of these things happen in the atrocities of war. When this kind of stuff happens, civil war, people did it. What ends up happening is in most cases, these people are either beaten into submission where they basically have no, no ability to resist anymore or they're drugged into submission where they have no ability to resist any longer. And you see this happening over and over and over again. Remember, one of the first uses of a mass scale of use of fluoride was in the concentration camps in Germany and because it made the inmates servile and infertile. And what happened is these were slave labor camps is what they were. You know, there were 4.5 million Jews still left alive in these concentration camps after the end of World War II. And they had to be made submissive and they had to be made infertile because they weren't much little kids running around in these concentration slave labor camps. And when we saw the research the United States government did, which started Kabbalah's control by 1945, they came in and put fluoride in the water in the United States in 1946. So now we have a whole group of people now that have been completely and totally raised for generations on fluoride-tainted water which has dropped IQ scores and has made them submissive 
and infertile, along with all the other drugs they put. This is part of pharmacia that is talking about in this article. All of these things are being done to subject human people, excuse, human beings to basically a one-world dictatorship because people don't like to willingly become slaves. This is not what they want to do. On TikTok right now, there have been 3.8 billion views for astrology, 6 billion views for astrology, astrology TikTok, and 79 billion views for zodiac signs. It has increased dramatically during COVID. Amid the lockdowns, people were afraid. Now 43% of Generation Z women say they would make a big decision based on astrology. I'm going to repeat that. 43% of Generation Z women say they would make a big decision based on astrology. An article last week says, why do millennials and General Z, Generation Z love psychics? The reason is people are searching for answers. There's a fear of the future. People want guidance, but they don't believe the Bible because people are more willing to exchange uncomfortable truth for comfortable lies. I'm going to repeat that. People want guidance. But they don't believe the Bible because more people are willing to exchange uncomfortable truth for comfortable lies. Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness is what the Bible says. They don't have to submit to anyone or anything when they believe in spiritism or psychics. It's all about self, and that's the way people like it. They are in charge of their life and of their future, and more and more counselors they are fusing therapy with psychic readings. The New York Post published an article this week titled, New Yorkers are ditching therapists for psychics. A lot of people have been just seeking out more of the unknown and other kinds of healing from other different modalities. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here. I'm not going to go ahead and talk about this because the Bible strictly forbids all kinds of witchcraft, mediums, tarot cards, astrology, all the rest of it. Now, here's the thing that we need to realize. People have a God-shaped vacuum on the inside of them that only God can fill. And when they don't allow God to come in and fill them through the Holy Spirit, they're always searching for truth and searching for answers in other places, all the wrong places. And that's why it's important that we continue to study the Bible and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's why I constantly refer back to God and Jesus on the show. Most shows don't do that. You say, well, this is a Christian show. Well, yeah, this is a Christian show, period. If you want a heathen secular show where people cuss at you, go listen to Joe Rogan. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you hope in a future through Jesus, who is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. We don't need tarot cards and all the rest of that stuff. We don't need any of that stuff. And it's forbidden by the Bible. Always remember that. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. I'll also finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. But if you notice, too, is especially with the movies and the media and the music and et cetera, et cetera, all the above, they've continually tried to normalize the concept of Satanism and all these strange, sadistic things that come along with it. Like I told you guys before, if you've ever looked back and watched, you know, how – Horror movies have progressed where, you know, back in the day you had, you know, kind of those sick, nasty slasher films, which they weren't anything better anyways. But now it's like if you've noticed anytime these horror films come out, it's always like about the conjuring, about summoning up demons and people getting possessed and houses being haunted. I mean, it's, it's like the same movie keeps getting played over and over again. So when I go to the movies. If I ever go, it's been a long time since I've been in the movies because nothing good ever comes out anymore. I used to love going to the movies. We had good films. I think the last, last good film I actually saw in the movie theater was Top Gun Maverick. That, that was worth seeing in the movie theater. That was an excellent film. But, you know, they always had the previews before that. And it was like, I mean, it was like almost every time you go to see a movie, they always have some weird, nasty, satanic film that's a preview on there. And I never watch it. I, I just put my head down or I pull my phone out. I wouldn't look at it. I'm not going to put that visual stimuli in my eyes. You, know, you can hear a lot of stuff and you can block it out. You start putting that stuff in your eyes. You put it in your brain. You're absorbing it. You're looking at it. 
goes in there. You don't forget a lot of that stuff in your subconscious, and that's the point. That's why they have those, those previews that are so nasty and so sadistic. They want to expose you to them. Even if you don't go see the film, they want to have the flickery with all those images being constantly put into your brain because they want you to normalize this stuff. They want to make everybody think that it's normal, that this Satanism is normal. It's not normal. It's completely and totally against God's will, period. There is no justifying the concept of this being like, well – a little bit of Satanism is okay. I mean, what do we have now in some of these capital buildings? I saw the one guy over there. What state was it? I forgot. I don't have the article in front of me. He went and they had some satanic statue in the doggone capital. He went and tore it down, destroyed the thing, decapitated the head on it. Of course, they arrested him, you know, for basically, uh, you know, <laughs> breaking, you know, some some statue or monument in a um, federal building or state building. And I'm sitting there laughing. I'm looking. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? But again, this is about normalizing. This is why it is so important to be very cautious what your children are watching on TV because there is so much subliminal stuff now they're putting in films. That's why I'm so strict about it now. There's a lot of old good movies, a lot of old good shows that kids can watch and really enjoy. There's a lot of this new stuff. Be very cautious on my friends. So appreciate all the continued support, getting the truth out there. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week. You voted. It won by a landslide. The Magnesium Brain Food Mega Sale right now. Mega Sale. <laughs> Putting slip there. Make America Great Again with Magnesium Brain Food. There you go. 15% off right now on the front page of the website. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.